0: Hello and welcome to Design Untangled with me, Chris Mears and Carla Lindarte. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Yep, pretty good. I just booked a holiday for one week after Brexit in Europe, so that's probably going to go pretty well. How about you?
1: <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I just doing a lot of like um, housework this weekend, but yeah, all good.
0: Also, today we are talking about propositions and what the hell is a proposition, Carla? Do you know?
1: Yeah. What about the proposition? So what's a proposition? A proposition is basically um, a brand new idea of a product or a service or a business. Um, Everyone talks about like proposition design and proposition testing. Well, basically what they mean, in my opinion. Is um, someone has got an idea, and they either have some money or not very much money to test whether or not this idea is going to be um, desirable. I um, mean, people like it? Um, is feasible? So technically, it can be developed and viable. So is it commercially viable? So it should be able to generate some money and profit. So basically, that's that's what I think it is. Do you agree?
0: Um, Yeah, I'd say so apart from the commercially viable bit in the sense that it doesn't always need to be profitable. Sometimes it can just be self-sustaining depending what sector it is. If it's kind of a charitable thing, then it's probably fine if it can just fund itself and not kind of churn over loads of cash. But yeah, at a basic level, it's essentially just an idea for a new product or service. And the reason that People like to talk about it so much is because there's a few techniques you can use to validate it without having to actually build it and then see if anyone takes it up. So I think that's why it's quite a a newish, I'd say, area of interest for designers and product teams.
1: Yeah. I mean, a, a startups and everyone like creating a new business, everyone should be going through this process before they actually invest lots of money on it. Um, Not necessarily because they then realize they're not going to do it, just because they, they need to, they use some time to actually refine it and make sure they find the right angle for it and the right value proposition for, for their products or service.
0: Yeah, which makes sense, right? Because you don't want to spend loads of time and resources to actually build a thing which you think everyone wants and then it turns out nobody does and then you'll just go home bankrupt crying. <laughs> you know, with no clothes left on your back. So yeah, we're going to talk about a few different ways that you can actually get a bit of a gauge as to how viable your proposition or product might be to the general public.
1: Yeah. So there's different ways. I mean, whether it's a digital product or if it's something that is non-digital, there are other ways to test that as well. But in a digital sense, um, I think like fake advertising or PPC or just put some ads and run some ads um, in At Wars or Facebook to get an an understanding of people engaging with the value proposition of your product or service. I think that's a that's a good way of understanding whether or not people will be interested in buying your product in the future.
0: Do you wanna define value proposition?
1: Yeah, what is a value proposition? So, a value proposition is actually um, I talk about this before I think in a, in another um, in another episode. Um, there is something called the value proposition canvas. is actually a very good tool to um, kind of test your value proposition, which is basically um, a solution to customer pains um, and customer gains around certain jobs that they need to do so there is something that someone wants to do and there are some current pain points so how do you make those pain points better for the customer and all of these ingredients should uh, talk about your value proposition do you agree
0: yes i agree (laughs) you don't have to always (laughs) check if i agree with you or not it's like you're always (laughs) expecting like some dissent so yeah so (laughs) Once you've gone through that exercise of defining what it is, and I say you in a loose sense, because, you know, sometimes it's a product manager that might do that or the business itself. Um, So yeah, take that with a grain of salt. But basically, what we're looking to do once we've defined that value proposition is use a couple of different sometimes quick and quite dirty methods to just validate if there's desire from customers there. And as Carla mentioned, one of the ways you can do that is stuff like Facebook ads, and they would typically lead through to kind of a landing page or something like that. And one of the, you've probably seen them in your travels around the web, it's just like, here's the thing, it's coming soon, pop in your email address and we'll let you know when it's here. So that way you're obviously generating leads as well, which is way to keep marketing people happy but it also yeah gives you a good gauge of how many people actually converting on that page and you can use that to get a sense of I suppose the market size as well
1: yeah yeah definitely and also like you can test different things as well if you for example doubting about what the core value proposition of your product or service should be you could actually do some a b testing as well or split testing so just try to use two completely different like value propositions that and also you can test pricing on it as well. Um, And then you can test different call to actions. Uh, so one could be uh from t- in terms of conversions could be like send us a or like enter your email. The other one could be call us and then you can start aden- identifying and understanding what's the best way to engage with the customer base you're looking for.
0: Yeah, so you can use those pages to also test different types of language as well because you want to understand what's the best way to communicate that value to customers because, yeah, it might be a good value proposition, but if you can't get it across in the right way, you're going to get nowhere. So that's another opportunity to play around with different variations if you're doing, yeah, AB or MVT sort of tests.
1: Yes, and the features as well. I mean, you can create a very like different types of landing pages describing different potential features that um, your product or service would have. So that all again gives you an idea of which one of those features would be more suitable for your customers. Um, And and yeah, no, overall, basically, you're just using a quick and very cheap way um, to, to understand, you know, kind of more of a you know, like quant level, because if you're doing something like this, you're going to do it with, you know, with people interacting with ads and stuff like that. So you don't have necessarily to do like two or three interviews. You're going to have more people um, interacting with it. So you actually have more of a a sense of what the reaction is going to be of your customer base once you launch the product. Yeah. So that is another, that is a very powerful way to, to understand your customers. But there's also like, The physical um, testing that you can do as well, like, as I said, you can do a brochure, but you can also apply um, storyboarding, which is um, a technique I actually used in the past where you um, use uh, or get someone who's really good at sketching or maybe Christmas this year, who's going to get amazing at sketching as well, um, just to draw um, what the journey of your proposition could be. And then you get people to kind of interact with you and tell you whether or not you're right. And you can actually have different scenes as well and changing depending on what the um, people are telling you or what questions you're asking. So storyboarding is also a very good way of testing propositions.
0: Okay, hold on a minute. Were you taking the piss out of my sketching skills?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just like, didn't you say that you're going to... you're going to learn how to sketch this year. You're going to become I did like... say
0: that. I think I've said it before, but I can draw a wizard and a butler, which are like the least useful sketches you could possibly <laughs> have in the UX toolkit, unless you were designing, I don't know, something for Harry Potter.
1: <laughs> well, there you go.
0: Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to rewind a little bit and speak a bit more about where... The proposition itself might come from. So I think we covered like how you sort of document it if you like using the, the canvas, but there's a couple of ways you can kind of understand that there might be a need for some sort of new product or service. One of those ways is by kind of looking at search traffic. So you can understand what people are searching for and if there are any competitors offering that. Um, And it can also be from your own internal search as well. So if there's stuff people are looking for on your own products that you don't have, that's a kind of idea that there is some stuff you could offer them which they're looking for. So that can be like almost the birth of a new proposition.
1: Mm, That's true. And also like you can also try the different business models as well because as I said before, um, you need to make sure there's either it's commercially viable doesn't mean that as chris said you're gonna make lots of money with it. but you need to make sure it, it kind of generates enough money for you to be able to to run your proposition and also you know uh what providers you would need what capabilities you need what are the processes involved so there's another uh, the business model canvas um, is also a really useful way of prototyping and potentially testing as well your uh, the business model of your value proposition or your product um, so that one I really recommend doing I actually recently run a workshop with some people doing that and it's really it's really interesting um all the different things that could that you need to consider um, when you're running a business because it's not just about the design uh, or the product or the service it's about it's a business right and it needs to operate like that
0: do you think a proposition always has to be something that's offered to a customer or can a new proposition be almost a proposition back to the business like if you wanted to run a thing in a particularly different way like could that be a proposition as well
1: well, I just, I think it doesn't necessarily need to be B2C. Like, for example, the with business to customer, that's what I meant. Um, it's actually the, the project I'm working on at the moment is a B2B, business to business proposition. So it's basically um, coming up with a product that's going to be for another business. <laughs> so... I don't know necessarily internally within the organization yeah maybe as well like if you you think about a service that you want to uh, provide for the whole organization like I don't know what it could be for example a better way of doing timesheets or you know a better way to do um, um, uh, expenses for example um, that is also a product or a service that you providing to your internal. Employees, you know, or users, so it's. I I think, as I said, like it's just about jog right? and everyone Talks about a proposition. A proposition is basically a new product or service that needs to be useful and it needs to be, you know, um, I mean, ideally, is a business, but it could also be a service that you provide within the organization. In my opinion, but I guess it's less important the business side of things, you know, the the commercial side of things. If you're doing it internally, I guess.
0: Well, I mean, not necessarily. If it's a proposition that can save the organisation money, then that's you know, yeah, there's a business true. case for that.
1: Yeah, true. That that's good. Yeah, I just haven't done much of the internal stuff, um, but yeah, I guess is it's also a way of seeing it.
0: And the other thing you probably have to think about when you're thinking about viability is the impact the proposition will have on your business processes as well. So if you're offering some new thing to customers like a I don't know a live chat facility or something like that you obviously have to have the capability in-house to service that so yeah it's not just thinking about what can we give customers that's good it's about it is about that but it's also about how you deliver it
1: yeah exactly I mean the the understanding the customer pain point that you try and the gains the pains and gains and the jobs of your value proposition is cool right because that's if you really go in for something that is desirable, you have to really put the customer in the middle, in the center of everything. But then it's way more. A business is way more than just the experience, right? So you have to yep. the the value the business model canvas, the one I was mentioning before. They talk about like what partners you need, or what co- you know customer segments you're gonna be targeting. You know what are the key resources that you need. If it's a product that you're gonna distribute, how you're gonna distribute the products, what's the cost was a revenue stream? So even if you don't have the experience, like understanding all the different things, you need to surround yourself by, you know, the people who run the business or people who have experience doing more kind of, you know, uh, business strategy. So you understand that, um, you know, the whole picture and not just the customer desirability, um, because there are things that people might love having, but they're impossible To produce or very expensive to produce or um you know you don't have um the resources available did you have you watched that documentary called fire fire festival
0: uh not yet that's on my to-do list
1: yeah well there's a very good example of a proposition that it was great in terms of like understanding what the customer wanted but then they didn't have the infrastructure to deliver it and it was a complete failure so it's a way of um, showing that not always a good idea is a good business and you have to really understand the whole picture
0: do you think there's some people listening to this going fucking oh i just wanted to do some wireframes <laughs> <laughs>
1: thing like if you just want to do wireframes you can do that right but if you i mean more and more the the role of the ux designer you know the wire the wireframe monkey is <laughs> <I call> <laughs> um, dying right so you have to kind of push yourself and try to understand more um the you know the inside out of a, of a product it's not i mean if you just want to focus on the experience and the look and feel great uh, but it, it's not harm really, um, especially when you go in a new venture, like a new proposition, right? You have to understand all the different elements of what that could mean. You don't necessarily always doing that type of work though. Um, most of the times, it's just uh, refining an existing product or improving it, um, you know, which uh, is also really interesting. But, you know, it's different when you're trying something brand new.
0: Yeah, I think we've kind of spoken about it before. You know, you don't need to be the expert business strategist in an organization. Usually you'll be working with people that can help you with this stuff. But I kind of think the more different ways you can input design and design thinking into how the organization does and delivers stuff, the more, firstly, the more valuable you're going to be as a UX designer. And secondly, just the better things will be made
1: yeah, exactly. And it's just like makes you be more employable as well. <laughs> you can <laughs> talk about all the different things. <laughs> um, if you want to get paid more, I'm just joking. But it is true. Like, if the more you understand a business beyond the experience, you know, the, the more you're going to demonstrate those, you know, multi like, skills that you need um, to grow within a business.
0: Yep. Have you got anything else on propositions? I don't think we even made it twenty six minutes this time. There must be no. more like four more minutes worth of stuff.
1: <laughs> not really. Just like, um yeah, just don't get scared. Like your proposition is not a scare, but you know, a lot of a lot of people talk about propositions right now and it's just a product or service that is new. That's it. It's just
0: a fucking um, new product, isn't it?
1: It's just the fucking broader, exactly, and um, yeah, you just need to test that in whatever way you can, um, and you know I, there are companies that specialize in only bit like building propositions as well, uh, which is you know if there are big organisations where I find it really hard to do innovation, they just use agencies or uh, consultancies that very quickly can build something. Um, they can do some kind of alpha then beta uh, launches and tests and you know if they have more money they can go for longer and they can understand you know a particular customer segment or segments and then scale that if they want to scale it or kill it you know depends on the size of organization right if um you know google is a good example of that they keep like google plus (laughs) <laughs> was a new proposition, and now they're killing it completely because they didn't have any engagement. And, um, you know, organizations like that can't do it because they have the money, but are others are dumb.
0: Yeah, I got the email the other day saying they were killing it.
1: Yeah, was they also killed Allo, which I was really gutted when they killed Allo. I really liked Aloe.
0: What was Allo? That was like some chat thing, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was a chat thing, but it was really cool. It was really, really good. I really liked it. But Was it more it was like off.
0: Slack? I never actually bothered using it.
1: No, it's more like a smarter and cooler WhatsApp. Okay. Yeah. And it's really smart because it integrated Google, a Google Assistant as well. So we could be chatting and said, oh, let's just have dinner tonight. And then it, Assistant will recommend restaurants near you and stuff like that. Um, It was integrated into that, so in the conversation. So I thought it was yeah. really cool. But they killed it. But that's, again, that's a proposition that they built and launched and then decided to kill
0: yeah so just because Carla thinks something's cool does not make it a good product that's the (laughs) lesson here in (laughs) fact it's probably an indication it's a bad product
1: (laughs) it's really cool (laughs) Uh, I never liked Google Plus never never going into it no it
0: was a bit too barren wasn't it it's just too much white space like it was a Google logo and then 95% white space and then one like post by someone that signed up by accident and thought they were writing an
1: email (laughs) it was too geeky it was too complex and geeky and like yeah and i think also like um in terms of social media google hasn't really been successful in that way
0: did you know that we are on spotify now by the way
1: i know i was really excited that's good how did you make that happen
0: um i just submitted a form basically it was, yeah, not too onerous. Um, but I don't think anyone <laughs> listens to podcasts on Spotify apart from you.
1: I do. <laughs> you see, I'm a weird user. Yeah, never trust me.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you can listen there if you want.
1: Oh, cool. All right. Well, that's all I have to say about propositions.
0: Yeah, I've got nothing else. So we will hopefully have some interviews with various people over the next couple of episodes so looking forward to getting those in the bag but until then see you later
1: see you later bye-bye search and subscribe to design untangled using your favorite podcast app and leave
0: us a review follow us on the web at designuntangled.co.uk or on twitter
1: at design untangled become a better designer with online mentoring at uxmentor.me